Hi, we're the Fantasy Joes. I am at Roto Librarian, Ryan Livergood. Joining me this evening, as always, from the Pillow Palace in Minneapolis, Minnesota, it's Will the Thrill Greenwood. Uh, oh, 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 oh. We're in the Pillow Palace. I'm excited for tonight. Me too. We, we have a fun show. We're going to talk about um, rookies versus sophomores values who would you rather go with does it make sense to make that pick when you're on the clock or someone offers you that sophomore go for that second year player yeah maybe that's also, a smart thing to do and then then maybe some interesting jet draft choices within our own drafts and how these rookies are going to fare uh we'll stay away from whether they're going to have an nfl season because that brings ryan to a sad cloud and uh that makes Ryan a sad panda. That's right. To, we just need to kind of operate right now, like the NFL is as a fan, like as a fantasy, you know, dynasty podcast. We shouldn't change our tune, even though we have beliefs about what's going to happen. We might as well just continue to talk about it, like it's going to be great and everything's going to be fine. They're going to play all the games on American Samoa. Uh, they're they're going to test everybody and fly all the players in and play with no fans, uh, no refs except for cameras, and it'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> the rest of the people who are really in danger because they're old. That, that's I, true. I kid, I kid, I kid. That's an oversimplification. Of the what's happening, but. No, they're in pretty good shape, though, those guys, most of them. So, anyway, shall we jump right into it, Will? Uh, shall we talk about our comparisons? Because it's very interesting as we started to look at these guys and looked at values, looked at you know places like the Dynasty Trade Calculator. Um, th- there are some like, guys that are essentially valued the same that um, we don't necessarily think, you know, should be valued the same. I, I mean, in some cases, maybe it's going to be a tough choice. Well, in other cases, maybe it's very clear cut. So the first guy, the, or the first comparison I wanted to make with you um, are, are, are two guys that really, I, I don't think have gotten a lot of respect as they've come into the NFL. Um, and that's Daniel Jones, who the Giants, of course, drafted last year, and Justin Herbert. Um, Justin Herbert, you and I have both seen slide pretty late into the first round of our Superflex leagues. Um, the same thing happened with Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones slid even further. I mean, he was you, people were getting him in early in the second round in some cases last year. So, but Daniel Jones, I think people are higher on him. Um, Justin Herbert picked sixth overall. So, Will, what say you? Which player would you rather have? You want to take the rookie? Do you want to take the man that is known as Justin Herbert, who is already hard working with players he's he's already moved to, to southern california in a couple of weeks he's going to try to hook up with keenan allen and those guys I've, I've read or do you want to go with daniel jones second year in the offense he's got saquon he's got evan ingram um what say you yeah I, so i think i think right at this moment in time choosing between the two oh man right it's it's hard because uh, Daniel Jones had, you know, QB1 performances last year, and we should be buying into his potential long-term upside, but they've already had changeover in the coaching staff there. And I don't know. It, it, so in a vacuum, in a startup, I'm going to take Daniel Jones because I think then I can move Daniel Jones for a Herbert Plus. But in my honest-to-goodness, like, heartfelt opinion, I think I think I'm, at this point in time – I'd, I'd, I'd want to have a Herbert. I, I like what he brings to the table. I know that he's just over that, that, that height barrier, but I think that Herbert has the chance to be really good. I think Daniel Jones has a chance to be 
slightly like 75% of his top games last year. I'm 100% with you. I, I think Justin Herbert's the pretty clear choice. I mean, I think value-wise, it, it's clear that Daniel Jones right now is a better value. I, th- I think if you – it's pretty close, but I think the Dynasty Trade Calculator Superflex League, um, Jones has a little bit more value. But I think Herbert has bigger upside. And, and I think, well, in this class – I mean, remember, he was picked sixth overall. Um, two guys went ahead of him, Joe Burrow – and to a uh, Tagovailoa that just had amazing careers. Uh, Justin Herbert didn't have as amazing a career in Oregon, but if you look at his stats, look at his numbers, pretty good numbers. And I think he's in a good place in Los Angeles with the Chargers. He's got some good weapons there. I, I, I am, I think I'm higher on him than most. I, I think he's a very intelligent guy. I mean, the, the things I'm reading about him and the way he's conducting himself right now, he's just, you know, he's, he's diving right into it, right? He's, he's made the move. He's, Saying the playbook, he's doing as much virtually as he can. So yeah, I I, I would go Herbert. The, the guy that I liked a lot more coming into this draft is I did Jones going into the last draft. If that makes sense. So for me, I'm with you 100. percent 100. percent And like pre-draft April ADP from from last year on DLF, like Daniel Jones was going behind behind like Will Will Greer, Andrew Locke, but that was a it's a pre-draft ADP. There the current one you can't see anymore. But Daniel Jones was like a an early second round pick in Superflex leagues, and we we pounded the table to trade for him because you might as well gamble on that value, and and you've got what you wanted out of him already. If you can get something better for Daniel Jones, I I just don't see him as a long term starter. I I don't see the path to real success there, uh, and what he did and how good he is. Right, I see a lot of a uh, like like Mitch Trubisky kind of traits in him for how Mitch Trubisky. Oh no, you didn't. <laughs> but, but in a good way because Trubisky boomed in a, in a lot of weeks and put up like he won people fantasy weeks with some of his performances and we were you know people were very very happy to have him on their teams that year and then we got that out of Jones and I think when it comes into moving to the next season I, I don't really trust what his long-term value is moving forward he's just gonna be middling like Jones is just gonna be a middling QB you're gonna be okay to start him which depending on your score it might be fine but I just would I wouldn't pay up for him at this point Let's talk about some a sexier position than than maybe you know quarterback two is where we're at right now. Let's talk about running backs, Will, and compare some of the running backs in this rookie class. The running backs we're super excited about versus running backs last year, which wasn't exactly a stellar of a crop of running backs. At least that's the popular thinking right now. So going to the top, I, I mean, can you even compare Josh Jacobs with either? Clyde Edwards-Hilaire or Jonathan Taylor right now? I mean, is that something that, that we want to do? Or, or do we just feel like, like Edwards-Hilaire and Jonathan Taylor are, are even above a guy like Josh Jacobs that went in the first round last year um, and had a, had a great rookie year? Yeah, so I think, I think that you wouldn't be remiss to, if you really wanted to rank those guys above him but you just have to be ready for production not to happen in the season, which is going to throw a wrench in everything. But at the Edwards Hilaire landing, Edwards Hilaire landing spot and what he can do there, there, there is a lot of upside. There's a lot of like flags there too. And then with, with Jonathan Taylor, I think both those guys, Ryan, I'm not, I wouldn't be afraid to move Jacobs kind of for that kind of pick and then grab something else uh, in, in the you know, later first round in a super flex league. That wouldn't bother me at all. Yeah, 
so so that's the that's the play then i mean that's that's what you think you do then i mean is that something you're you're actively looking to do like let's say you've got the one of those early picks and and whether it's a super flex league or not and um you could get josh jacobs plus for that 101 is that something you do like all day oh no i what i'm talking about is moving josh jacobs for that early pick plus earlier on do you so do you think you can um you could get the 101 plus for josh jacobs no, I think I think people with the one on one have that like kind of Jer- Joe Burrow tag on it in the Superflex league in your leagues that you're in. Yeah, which we've seen that that Joe Burrow is going number one. We kind of have a different opinion, so I think you kind of move down to that two or three slot uh, in in the assumption that you're going to get one of the the other running backs, and then maybe get like a second on top of it. I, I, I mean, I think I traded Josh Jacobs for one hundred three and two hundred one in a Superflex league. And then moved up to the to the one hundred two to grab Alaire or Hilaire, and then made you know made some other moves. But I, I would do that again every time. I would not be surprised uh, this year if if one of those running backs at the end of the season is out you know out producing Jacobs quite significantly for your kind of late season run. Yeah, and that's the that's the thing. We're we're you know if you look at what the Raiders did in the draft. I don't think they want to use Jacobs as a, like the third down receiving back. You know, they've got some options now there that um, uh, can supplant him like, um, like Lynn, that Lynn Bowden um, kid from Kentucky. Uh, so I, I think you're, you're probably right with that one. Yeah. And, and Ryan, Ryan, it, it's so going like from last year too. And let's hope Jacobs like really evolves better in the NFL and kind of proves us wrong. Cause I do think that he is still somebody who is a little bit like undervalued when it comes to this. And it is a risk rookie with, with how things are going. But I mean, I mean, Jacobs didn't, he, he only had a few games last year over a 60% snap share. Like, you know, we have, we have week one, what five, 11 and, and that's it. I mean, he, you know, he got banged up, he had that shoulder injury uh, and he missed, he missed a few games. So the, the jury's kind of, kind of still out on, on Josh Jacobs. He looks really good on film and what he does, but he needs to, for everybody to move to that kind of like elite tier, and don't get me wrong, because I bought Josh Jacobs on this like upside, because I think he has the ability to do it, but he has, I think, more risk, and he didn't play as much as we thought, like as some like dynasty owners think he did last year. Yeah, I think that's a great observation. Uh, I, think, I think that's a great observation. Um, he may not be that true bell cow that we really want him to be that true three down back so which which which, can i just point out ryan yeah do we do we want like so true three down bell cows you know these are like guys that you're going to like use abuse and then leave do you always want that on your fantasy roster uh i'm okay with people who don't they don't need to have that you know the the christian mccaffrey level of snaps in fact i think for christian mccaffrey's long-term value that could be a little bit detrimental after last year. You got everything you needed out of Christian McCaffrey last year. Like, good for you. That's what you wanted. Uh, moving forward, now people are paying for that past production. I, I'm, I'm okay with – so uh, this is, is, is kind of parlay into a guy like Miles Sanders who isn't going to play that high a percentage of snap based on that Philadelphia offense. But I don't need my running backs to play, uh, you know, 75 80% of snaps. That, that, that's not really – I want them to last the season. I want them to be valuable and, and still provide valuable touches long into the season and be right. valuable week over week. 
Right. And, and I think that's fair. And, and Jacobs is, is just the, I mean, I mean, he, you know, he rushed the ball, but only 27 targets his, his rookie year. So if, if I want to get an efficient guy, I want one that's going to be a threat out of the backfield, a, a pass catcher, you know, so I, I I'm with you. Um, and, and Miles Sanders is, is probably more along those lines. Um, so Miles Sanders is another good comparison. His value is pretty close to Josh Jacobs. Um, but there are some people that may value that next tier of running backs uh, over him. The Cam Akers, DeAndre Swift, uh, J.K. Dobbins. What about you, Will? Where, where do you compare – we talked about this a little bit last week, Miles Sanders versus those guys. I, I know you were very bullish on Miles Sanders you know, being the, the alpha there in Philadelphia and getting the vast majority of, of, of that workload. Although there's been rumblings this week, they might send a veteran. Carlos Hyde might come in or – I saw LaShawn McCoy uh, wants to maybe come back to Philadelphia. And then you got, you know, Boston Scott. That well, Devonta be Freeman's been, been linked to there too, I think, just a touch. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. So maybe they bring back a veteran. And it's obviously not a threat to Miles Sanders in terms of putting up good fantasy numbers. But, but maybe that maybe it puts a, a cap a little bit on the ceiling. But you still want Miles Sanders, who's valued higher over, over these other, uh, other rookie running backs, that, that next tier, that tier two, if you want to call him that. So at this point in time, yes, uh, integrating the offense, uh, lear- like learned as a rookie and got better. His fumbling issues did not prop up. I want Miles Sanders. I think Miles Sanders' value increase is easy to see, very very easy to see, as we move through next year. And if, if and so I want Miles Sanders on a team that's going to be winning now, uh, versus having those other running backs and waiting for them. So unless you have some sort of uh, like stacked running back core where you can't start people. Like Miles Sanders is behind the the rest of the guys you have, which would be odd. I, I want that. I want that first and foremost. And then like mid season, I think five, six games into the season, when some of these rookie running backs are struggling, potentially all of them, uh, make make moves for them then. See where your team's at. Right now is not the time to sell Miles Sanders for a rookie pick. Yeah, I, I think that if I could sell him for uh, J.K. Dobbins, and maybe a little bit on top of that, I would do it. I, I don't think I would do it for Cam Akers or Andre Swift. You know, I were talking a little bit about this on the Patreon show, which you can listen to if you support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash fantasy joes. But um, I, I do think there are some cons- – I mean, my, I still love both Akers and Swift, but I think there are some concerns I'm starting to have with those guys the more I think about it. With Cam Akers, I, I, I wonder – if, if he really has the vision to be successful in the NFL, I mean, that's an important trait that perhaps he doesn't have. Um, and that, well, that Rams offense is also pretty bad, so that's a concern of mine. Um, they got better, I, though, at the end of last year. I know. They were really good at the end of last year. They gelled, yada, yada. And then um, with, with DeAndre Swift, I like Swift a lot, um, but he's not really a run-between-the-tackles guy. And number two, he's in Detroit. And not that I'm so worried about Karrion Johnson, but I, I am worried about – um, being associated with that franchise and and how that may limit um, Swift. So, so yeah, Miles Sanders for me. I, I think I think I go Dobbins over him, but but I certainly like him above those other running backs. Yeah, and that's the hard part during rookie draft hype season. And I just don't think you can sell like you can't get Dobbins plus for Miles Sanders at this point in time. You just that's, have to wait it out. That, that's true. That's very true. Um, you know what you might be able to do though? You, you might be able to draft a guy like Keyshawn Vaughn and trade him for a Devin Singletary plus or a 
Um, um, why am I blanking on my, my Bears running back? David Montgomery, probably blanking David on him because Montgomery. he to forget because he wasn't very memorable last year. So is that something you think about doing? Like, like get Keyshawn Vaughn and um, flipping him for Singletary or David Montgomery and, and get something on top? Uh, I, th- I think I would. And I've been actually trying to, to grab Devin Singletary where I can. I think that he is like an extreme value right now. He was never going to be a big touchdown scorer in that offense when it comes to goal line plays. They have Josh Allen. I mean, and Josh Allen's like a, a, a Cam Newton type of quarterback during those goal line situations. Their, their best uh, percentage chance to score might just be him, you know, going over the top or running it in. You know, he gets the ball the quickest, he can go over the top. So I, I still really like Devin Singletary's situation moving forward. And I wasn't expecting him to be a, a bell cow at any point in time. I think he, after the the Zach Moss draft pick, like he's gotten just just super super cheap. Yeah, I, I I love that. I mean, I think he's a guy I need to be more aggressive about in my leagues. I mean, one thing I don't like about Devin Singletary is even if if um, he is the goal line back there, Josh Allen does take away a lot of those opportunities. I mean, it's so that that does limit his upside in terms of rushing touchdowns he's actually going to have, but he is a good running back and he is just getting so dismissed. And Zach Moss, as we've talked about before is I'm not saying he's, he's bad or anything, but I think he's just a guy and I, I don't think he's a threat to uh, Singletary, frankly. So I, I do like him as a guy to go out and target because people have just, just dismissed him. Um, and, and Ryan too, if you look at just like, like snap share on the, on that bills offense last year. So he played the first two games, but the first game in the NFL for Singletary, he had a 70% snap share, which is, is pretty wild uh, for your first game. It's a third-round pick on the Bills offense with Frank Gore on the team. The, the tank was there. You're ready to go. And then he actually got kind of banged up, missed, missed a few games. But going to the, the end of the season, although his fantasy points don't reflect it overly well, especially in like week 16 and 15, which are in your fantasy playoffs, which kind of sucks, uh, he was just playing such – such a high amount of snaps that I got to feel that 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 his uh, overall fantasy points are going to trend towards more more yards, more receptions, uh, maybe maybe the same amount of touchdowns. I mean, he only had two, uh, you know, you know, rushing and, and two through the air, so four total. So maybe like let's say like seven total in the air. But I, I just think he's he's an easy scoop and score for immediate fantasy production. I mean. Compared to, you know, Josh Jacobson when he was playing, I mean, he basically never played under 60% of snaps while he was healthy, which is pretty wild. Not even under 65. I think that Buffalo offense should be better as well. I, I mean, Josh Allen, it, it has his flaws, but I, I think he'll be better going into year three. And I think that Diggs is going to help them out, Stephon Diggs being in that offense. Oh, yeah. So, so they, they should be better – um, maybe um, Dawson Knox, uh, their, their young tight end, takes a step forward. So I, their offense should be better, and I think that's going to help Singletary a lot. What, Wait, so, so, so Ryan, Singletary or Keyshawn Vaughn? I, I man, that's that's tough because Keyshawn Vaughn. I I will say, is he the most polarizing guy? This rookie in in this this um, this draft class. I, cause, and and I think it, Dillon. I, I think it's easy. Yeah. Well, I don't think AJ Dillon's so polarizing. I think there are a few of us that really like him and everyone else has just kind of dismissed him. I don't think he's polarizing at all, honestly. 
Um, but I think Keyshawn Vaughn, it seems like it's 50-50. It seems like either half the people hate him or half the people love him. And I think it is rich in a super flex league to take him um, late first round above some of those wide receivers. That being said, I, I am not so worried about Ronald Jones. And I, I do think Keyshawn Vaughn, I'm, I am buying into the fact that he's a really good fit for what Tampa Bay wants to do for pass protection, for um, a third down back. So I think Keyshawn Vaughn's going to have a pretty good rookie season. Um, but that being said, I, I, I like Singletary more. I think Vaughn is more valuable. So, um, but if, you know, if I can trade Vaughn for Singletary plus, I'm going to do that. Um, but, but that being said, I don't think Keyshawn Vaughn is, is awful. And I think he's going to have a decent year. I don't know for dynasty purposes, if Keyshawn Vaughn is going to be anything like two, three, four years on the road. Cause I think he's pretty replaceable, but I think he's better than just a guy, um, you know, based on, um, you know, what he, what he did in college. And, you know, I don't care that he's 23, you know, the, the fact he started at Illinois and had a transfer and stuff, I think has a lot to do with that. So I'm not worried about his age coming in the NFL. Um, but, but that being said, I think where he's starting to be drafted in a lot of these rookie drafts, I think it's a little much. I'd rather take the Brandon Ayuk that was drafted in the first round as opposed to Keyshawn Vaughn, for example. Ooh. Well, I think that depends on scoring too. Is like half EPR, roster size. Yeah, I just, I just pulled that example out of the air. I, I mean, but, yeah. but you know what I mean? Like, there are a lot of, a lot of wide receivers, first, second round wide receivers, I think should go above Keyshawn Vaughn. So, cause he's going pretty early. I mean, yeah. in a league that we're both in, he went, he was drafted um, before Justin Herbert, for example. And I think that's a little bit crazy. Yeah. I, I get the upside though. That, that offense has the potential to be just, just, just fun and, and fun for fantasy. And if he's going to take the majority of snaps in that backfield, uh, he has, a great opportunity to perform uh, very well. And then assuming Tom Brady stays one more year, his second year value is going to be through the roof. So yeah, it's just no, tough. It's just tough I'm just not a big fan of Keyshawn Vaughn. It's, it's he, yeah, he, I mean, he's fine. Uh, watched a lot of what, what he does and read, I mean, I've read so much about Keyshawn Vaughn. So I'm just so curious. And I just think it's weird. Cause I, I just think he's fine. Like he, he he could take maybe the starter snaps there, but he's not, he's not going to be – he's not like a, the Alvin Kamara pick in the third round. He's not the kind of dynamic player. He's not going to change the offense, but he fits as a cog into a good offense. So in that offense, you take that. Right. And, and we're, we're assuming they're going to be a good offense. We, we just assume like, well, look at all the pieces they have. Tom Brady's coming in. What if Tom Brady uh, – it's, it's like – well, I, I hate to bring this up again, but with um, – well, I think it's prevalent or it's relevant to the situation at hand because COVID nineteen will will impact the time Brady has to really simulate that offense. Um, what if Brady just keeps declining? What if he's just not that good, even with all those weapons around him? So, the, Tampa Bay's offense may not be that good. It's 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 a possibility. They may not be Super Bowl contenders. They may go seven and nine. It, it's not impossible. I, I don't know that uh, I. I don't care about Super Bowl contenders. Let's see some. Let's see some points in yards. Yeah, yeah, they gotta. Yeah, well, we'll see what they do. Um, we we should probably move on. Do you want to even mention David Montgomery just quickly? David Montgomery or Keyshawn Vaughn? He he take there. I think I think it's still still curious. You know, David Montgomery was a, an earlier first round pick last year, and they the Bears didn't replace it. Like they didn't add anything, and he's not also competing for touches. And right, I still buy into this. I still buy into. We looked at all the things about David Montgomery last year and he never had to work on speed in college. And I don't think he's going to get dramatically faster, 
But I do think he's going to come up as a better, better running back in year two in the NFL than he was in year one. Uh, he, he, was, he learned a lot during the season, and he's a, he's a good, smart like, kid. So I think, I think he could be had at a value, especially this, this kind of first-round area where Vaughn's going to go. You'd be able to trade this kind of pick for David Montgomery plus. So let's get somebody who's not competing for a bunch of touches. Uh, I mean, Tree Cohen's there, but we, we've talked about him in the past, and he, he does have some, you know, some warts. And so I think I think Derek Montgomery still has massive opportunities to have a big value gain coming out of 2020. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what Montgomery's upside is. I, I mean, you know, running back two perhaps, because I, I don't know how – good that Bears offense is going to be because they have some offensive line issues. Um, Even if they replace Trubisky with Nick Foles and, oh my goodness, let's hope they do. I I just, you know, they're going to want to, they're not going to run up the score on anybody, I don't think so. Um, But yeah, no, I think it's fair. I think if uh, you can get David Montgomery in a nice piece for Keyshawn Vaughn, I think it's worth pursuing for sure. Um, let's, Let's quickly move into wide receivers because there are some interesting comparisons we can have and some interesting discussions we can have. Uh, what about the guy like Nikhil Harry, right? Nikhil Harry, who did very little last year, um, a first-round wide receiver, um, versus a guy like Brandon Ayuk, because Brandon Ayuk is, um, you know, also first-round wide receiver going to San Francisco. Um, their their values are about the same right now, Will. So, what are you going to do with those guys? Who who would you rather take? We've we've seen Nikhil Harry for a year. Um, yeah, he had some 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 uh some injuries um you know maybe maybe the the situation was a little weird his his rookie season so are you, are you gonna gamble on him or are you just gonna go with brandon Ayuk and see what you got in, in that guy oh i, I take Nikhil here over brandon Ayuk. he Nikhil here was a big faller last year oh it's, and, and i apologize i, I was going <laughs> on, on, on a quick different name uh i still would take Nikhil here slightly over brandon Ayuk. so we're talking like what Super flex pick like 202, 203. Uh, I right. think I'm, I think I want to gamble on Nikhil Harry. Get it, like they're gonna like that offense has to change, and he might be their best weapon now at receiver now that that rapport is gone between, uh, you know, fr- from before <laughs> with Brady and Edelman. So I think I think I think Nikhil Harry has has some great upside, and so kind of early second round pick. In Superflex League, I'm willing to take that. Uh, they were they they were teammates for a year, but you could transfer from JUCO. Uh, and that that San Francisco offense, I just don't think somebody's going to be target heavy versus I think to kill Harry could be target heavy going into the season. And uh, Narrative Street and Kill Harry has been working out with Jared Siddham. <laughs> yes, the starting quarterback in New England, at least for the time being. It looks like it will be him, but. Uh, okay. We, we didn't even, we didn't even talk about Jared Siddham's value. Maybe that would have been a fun comparison. Wait, where, where, where are you, Ryan? Where am I with Ayuk versus Nikhil Harry? You know, th- this is a tough one for me and this is probably, well, no, I, for, it's going to be Brendan Ayuk. Um, I, I've just kind of written off Nikhil Harry and you know, guys, wide receivers that you, you need to get some production from them, their rookie year. And he just didn't show anything. Um, that just makes me nervous. Um, I, I don't think that the Patriots always draft super well. So I, I, I don't know. I mean, that's maybe some going down narrative road there a little bit. So I, I like Brendan Ayuk though. I think it's, um, I, I guess I'm going to go with, uh, 
um the 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 devil i don't know versus the devil i know on this one (laughs) (laughs) like dlf's 80 rookie adp from may of 2019 just just standard one quarterback right now because they're they're uh super flex rookie isn't working uh Nikhil harry was number one in their rookie adp in may so that's just after the draft you know, kind of the uh, we they at least you oh, know, I know, right? Happen, yeah. So, no, it's so, number one rookie pick from last year. You're gonna move back to a, an early second round pick, Ryan. It seems odd. Well, I think there's something called cutting your losses, and sometimes you have to do that in, in, in Dynasty. And it's, I'd rather, and I maybe I'm wrong about Nikhil Harry, but maybe I'm right. So, I if I can get out and get a guy like Brandon Ayuk who may be undervalued in, in some of these rookie drafts you know, maybe a, a very savvy move. So I think, I think sometimes it's okay if you, if you don't feel good about a guy to, to get out when you can. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I'm comfortable with that. I, I don't have, I don't have to kill Harry anywhere actually. Um, not, not because I, I'm like, I, I was smart enough to avoid him. It just, it just didn't happen. Right? Cause it seemed like he was going one or one or one or two in those rookie drafts and I didn't have those high picks. So I guess I'm lucky. I, I missed out. Or maybe I'm not, because maybe. maybe it turns out to be wide receiver one. We'll yeah, see. Ryan. Yeah, Will. Okay, let's let's talk about um, – I've got another kind of, I think, fun comparison we can make. Um, so we've got Mikkel Hardman. Mikkel Hardman in Kansas City, the, the, the defending world champions. It's his second year. People are kind of excited about him, or some people are anyway. He's, he's interesting. He's fast. He made some plays. He did some things his rookie year. Um, but then you got some, some guys coming into this draft. Like, like how about like LaVisca Chenault, who's also an exciting guy. Um, you know, was injured at the combine. So didn't run as fast as we, we, we think he can be, but he, he's also a, a burner, a playmaker. The Jacksonville Jaguars can utilize him everywhere on the field. And, and arguably he's going to have more opportunity than the Michael Hardman. So, and we're, and we're not talking about a best ball league where, you got Hardman on your squad. He's probably going to, you know, do well for you some weeks. Uh, we're talking about a regular dynasty team. Will, what, which, which of these guys do you want? Do you want to take Hardman with that Kansas city offense? Or are you going to take Chanel who's intriguing? Oh man, Ryan talking to some, some heartstrings here. I, I really like Chanel. Uh, I, I really like his versatility and his ability to, although you know, Colorado just is a great football cr- program and he didn't, have like a great learning curve there he wasn't running like crisp routes or like standard nfl routes but he still came in as like a top prospect did, did they used him in a variety of ways yes he did get banged up but i'm a big lavisca schnault fan and then although i think hardman can adapt to the receiver position because he came in to college as a quarterback and was still adapting the receiver position there uh i really really like schnault's upside and between those two i don't i don't think hardman has a chance to like blossom into something special for your, for value wise for your dynasty team, even a week over week starter. Like he's going to be a fine, like spot starter. If you have a, uh, a team that needs a, a wider super for a week and, and all your other guys are on by or something like that versus I think Chenault has the, the chance to really blossom into something special. Yeah. For, for me, it's, it's Chenault. Uh, I, I just, I, I'm with you. I, I just, Michael Hardman and his long-term future. I, I think he's going to be a guy that's kind of like uh, Curtis Samuel's been in his career so far. I think he's going to have some big weeks, but I think it's going to be hard to rely on him. But whereas Chenault, I think, could turn into be wide receiver one in, in Jacksonville. And, it, and he's, 
he's intriguing. He's got some special traits. And I think in the day he could be a really special NFL football player and a fantasy asset for you. And I don't think Nicole Hardman has that same type of upside. So I think, I think we're both, you know, in a, in a good place there on the same page. Um, well, let me ask you this, Will, since you're maybe not the biggest Nicole Hardman fan, would you take Nicole Hardman or would you take Brian Edwards? who went to Las Vegas. And a lot of people aren't really high on Edwards. They think maybe he could be the wide receiver one there, or at least be a guy that's going to get a lot of volume in that Raiders offense. Well, in, 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 analytically speaking, uh, Brian Edwards is still a great breakout candidate. He just, you know, he got into that, you know, he was, he was the 16th pick in the 13th round. Sorry, 16th pick in the third round. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he, he hits that kind of, analytical bump being on day two so with his early production his early breakout uh age and his share of what they did that that south carolina offense which if you're watching the games from them oh south carolina quarterback players just just horrible just 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 terrible but he had uh, some special teams plays so he had some you know some other parts to his game the but at the end of the day it's, it's really hard for me to judge on that but I do think that Brian Edwards become a, could become a central part of that offense and be that possession receiver for the Raiders versus Hardman is still going to be a fringe piece. Like for, for at least two or three years, like Kelsey and Hill, unless Hill like messes up and Kelsey, you know, gets hurt or ages out, but Kelsey has never been like a speed guy. He's just kind of this reliable player and goes through it. And then they add Edwards Hilaire coming out of the backfield. There's, there's a lot more targets. And although I do like Hardman, I like his upside. I think he's fine to take, but he's more of like that, that super late round sort of flyer. He's some guy you just add. I think at this point in time, Edwards has enough, like enough analytical, like, like basically basis to show that he is going, like, like has a great chance to be good in the NFL. And on top of that, uh, an, enough like film evaluator saying that he is a good wide receiver that I'm taking Edwards. Yeah, this one is tough for me. I, I think I probably lean Edwards um, j- just because I, I think he's a more well-rounded player. And I, I do think he has a pretty good opportunity there with the Raiders. But it's not a slam dunk for me. I mean, I mean for me, it's just, just he just gets the edge over Hardman. Because I, I just don't know. I don't know. I, I think that I, I feel like maybe Edwards is getting a little too much hype. Um, you know, he, he is a third-round wide receiver there are, um, you know, several receivers there in, in Las Vegas and, and he still has to, you know, win a job. He still has to beat out some guys on that roster. And he probably will cause I think he's better, but, um, but in this case, I will take him over Michael Hardman. Maybe we just hate Hardman. Will cause some people are really high on him. I mean, I'm, I'm, I feel, I, I, I really like Hardman. I love to have him on a team, but like, what's the, what's the tipping point is what we're trying to find. Yeah. Like, I think I'll take Harbin over Pittman. Ooh, that's interesting. Why do you say that? I just don't it, – it, Pittman, Pittman just astounds me. He's kind of rise <laughs> up the ranks. And I, I get that the Colts took him, took him early, but, uh, you know, really high recruit. Uh, you know, he didn't explode early. He had uh, better numbers later in his, you know, his collegiate seasons. But that was also because uh, Ahmed Ross St. Brown came around and into coverage away from him. So I just don't like like Pittman's profile just and I Ryan, you know, I like I like Alpha Dogs, but I I don't like that 
alpha, potential alpha dogs. He's six four, you know, two twenty three. I just, I, I just don't like Pittman. All right, that that sounds. It sounds like just you like this personal bias against him or something. Did he? Did, was he like an Iowa recruit? And last minute, he decided to go to UCL or excuse me, USC or something. Or no, I mean, his, like, his, you know, his best quality is that he was drafted by the Colts in the early second round. <laughs> you know, it's just it's, it's, it's just tough. Yeah, that's that's not a that's a pretty good quality though. A guy that's taken early in the second round. So I mean, is it like is it how many early second round picks that fail the water secrets? They're 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 often. There are there are plenty that have failed, but there there are plenty that have been successful. So, um, you know, for for a guy that is as big as him, he that he has nine and a quarter inch hands. So I, yeah. that's kind of a red flag for me. He has like ten inch hands. Of Higgins that all day. I mean, come on, six four two twenty three. He should have huge hands. Sorry, Henry Ruggs all day is what I meant to say. <laughs> but yeah, so so but the, the yeah also with that uh, he had a lot of production out of the slot in college too in his senior year. For a guy that big, moving to the slot, like he, the, uh, another alpha came to that team, and he benefited from that. I, I just don't like it. I, I don't, I don't like Pittman, and I hope I'm wrong. I hope he proves me wrong. I hope he ex- like excels and become. You know, he makes a hundred million dollars like Michael Thomas, but I, I don't see it. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting. Um, I don't know how many shares of Pittman I'm going to have because I think people are are higher on him than I am. Um, you're going to have zero shares because everyone's higher on him than you are. Uh, but that's okay. Well, I'm just, that's I'm okay. just taking like A.G. Dillon at that point. In fact, I'm taking A.G. Dillon higher than most of all these wide receivers, especially in like a half-point PPR league. Like keep your scoring in mind when you're going through rookie drafts and look look at how it all plays out and what's really going to benefit you. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think the thing with, with Pittman too is I, I think that one of the things that he – I mean, I think he might be very solid for the Colts and he may be one of those guys that's like this wide receiver too through his career and that, which, which has a lot of value, but I wonder if, um, if, if he's talented enough to like really be that, that alpha dog wide receiver one. And there's some other guys that you can get in that range that I think have more potential to do that than, than Pittman. So I think, I think you're, you're, you have a pretty good argument there. Will people, people really have fallen in love, I think with the, with the landing spot there and, um, you got to be careful with that, as we as yeah, we all know. Mixed bag. Jack Doyle is going to outperform Pittman. <laughs> Maybe Trey Burton, right? Your guy. Um, yeah. Jack all right. Doyle, well, Jack Doyle has six and a quarter inch hands. <laughs> hey, well, we got the two minute warning. So, w- what do you want to say to the fine people to listen to the show before yes. we call the night? Ryan, we're getting this at the end. Uh, so, I was in a, a super flex rookie draft. And we chatted about this on, on Voxer. Yes, and I don't know the answer. I, I can't wait to hear. To do. So, you know, I made some moves to come, to kind of get back into the rookie draft. Uh, I, t- I took Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at the 102 because Jonathan Taylor went first. I actually was expecting him to go the other way because the guy traded up to the 101. Uh, and I was like, fine, I'll take Edwards-Hilaire, which I have a, uh, a, few, uh, a few shares of now. But anyway... We're going through it. Uh, I made some other trades. I traded with, like, at the 108, I took Jandre Swift. So, like, uh, a running back I don't expect to start now. The running back core is fine for going into this season. My wide receiver core is stout. And it basically, like, it came down to – I was watching this. So, from the 108, uh, the 109, 110, 111, what I really wanted not to happen was 
Justin Herbert to go. And Herbert went at the 111. And that was kind of my, my target here at the 112. Uh, it went quickly. I had sent a couple offers for the 111, and it didn't work out. And, but long story short, I had sent Ryan a box. I was like, I don't know what to do here because Jalen Rager's still on the board. And Jalen Rager is a top prospect, and he is potentially the, the you know, your top wide receiver on your board. He's kind of my, my top wide receiver overall. I really like the landing spot, what he's going to do. But in this league, with the scoring and how it all works, I'm, I'm just not in love with, with grabbing another wide receiver with what I have now. And I know, I know in general, and I do preach this, to, to draft value over positional uh, need for your team. So, Ryan. I went with J- AJ Dillon at the one twelve. I, I knew you would. I knew you would, and, and I, I couldn't help it because you 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 mentioned the 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 regret part in our in our box message. And like honestly, if Jalen Rager hits and, and ends up being, I don't know, like like a top fifteen wide receiver next year, that won't bother me at all on this team that I have. But if AJ Dillon hits in year two slash end of year one, and is super special. I really do think AJ Dillon has the potential to be a really good running back for, you know, four, three to four years, let's say. And I want that. I'm proud of you. I like it. I like the pick. Um, and, and that's, yeah, what, what I said to Will listeners is what, what I would say to any of you. If you're trying to decide between two people, I, I think a good litmus test is to think, okay, two years from now, the, the guy I picked – didn't didn't not break out, but the, but the guy I, I left on the board did. Um, you know how do how do you feel about that? And and then just switch players. And I think it, if there's just a guy that you like and you really trust in, go ahead and grab him. Don't don't worry about you know what what value you're giving up. Just just get your guy at the end of the day. You're going to be happy. You're going to walk out of the draft. You're going to be just ecstatic that you got your guy. I mean, within reason. I mean, obviously, if you're at the 101 and you take. Um, AJ Dillon, you're you're crazy, but um, well, keep, keep keep your keep your your guys in check. And keep yeah, <laughs> but, sure. yeah, but but I think that's I think that's brilliant. I'm happy to hear it, and uh, there's nothing better than that. I mean, I mean, yeah, sure, it's good to um, other things in drafts to you know have guys fall down to you. You know, that's great. Oh, I wanted this guy, and he's worth this, and I got him here late, but it's not so satisfying to get your guy no matter where you have to get him like that. So I'm, I'm proud of you. That's awesome. Well, congratulations. Like it's, a, it's like an eight pick reach, maybe seven, maybe, maybe six in this league, but that that's what doesn't really bother me overall. Uh, and, and Jared, I just, I just really, I really like AJ Dillon and I get that he is blocked in year one, but that's fine. I, I don't need it. I'm not taking this pick for next year is I don't think you should be taking re- rookie picks for this next year. No, don't do that. Don't don't take rookie picks for. I, I need I need a I need this running back. I need I need Keyshawn Vaughn to produce for me because I need a running back. And although the running backs are off the board, so I'm going to take him at the 107. Don't no, don't do anything like that. That's crazy. So, all right, well, that's a good place to end it. We got to go. So uh, we are the Fancy Joes at FF Joes on Twitter. Um, you know, check us out there. Check us out on Patreon. That's Patreon.com/slash/FantasyJoes. On behalf of Will Greenwood, I am Ryan Livergood. And we are the Fantasy Joes. A.J. Dillon. Get yourself some A.J. Dillon.